J-Bone here, and it is time to recap and review the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everyone's favorite new segment. Here is the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in 60 seconds. Checo Perez was on pole position because Max Verstappen decided during qualifying that he wanted to see if he could win a race from P15, so he sabotaged his own car. That's my theory, at least. Fernando Alonso passed Checo going into turn one, which was exciting, except Alonso got a five-second penalty for incorrectly lining up on the starting grid. The FIA confusingly called a safety car instead of a virtual safety car, which allowed Alonso to serve his penalty without losing any positions, except... Alonso didn't serve that penalty correctly and was demoted from a P3 podium position to P4 after the race, except he was then ruled to have served it correctly and given P3 back because the FIA are a clown college. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell had a passive-aggressive catfight about who would finish P4. Max and Checo also had a passive-aggressive catfight after Max stole the fastest lap from him. McLaren, which they never even showed up to the race yet again, Ferrari are not back, Alpine are kinda back, and Kevin Magnussen snuck into the points to validate my host delusion syndrome once again, J-Bone! Now, let's dive into all of that in a bit more detail. I would be an absolute fool if I did not kick things off here by talking about what everyone is here to listen to. Here is my recap of the Fernando Alonso podium fiasco that took place at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso started the race on the front row in P2, just behind Checo Perez in P1, and actually passed Checo going into turn one, but an uncharacteristic procedural error from the literal most experienced F1 driver of all time saw him earn a five-second time penalty for lining up incorrectly on the starting grid. But Alonso got a lucky break, or as conspiracy theorists would call it, some planned help, when his teammate Lance Stroll's car crapped out, which led to a safety car being called in, incorrectly, I must note, given how Lance's car was not at all in a dangerous position, and thus it should have been a virtual safety car instead of a safety car. Shout out to the conspiracy theorists. Not all of them, but the ones here. This safety car allowed Alonzo to get a cheap enough pit stop to where he was able to serve his penalty and complete his pit stop without losing any positions whatsoever. And he would go on to finish the race P3 and stand on the podium and spray the bubbly and have a grand old time celebrating his 100th career podium finish. Yay, ah, ah, nope. Because after the bubbly was sprayed and the fireworks were all shot off and the Alonzo podium memes were all memed, it was announced that Alonzo would be receiving a post-race 10-second time penalty for incorrectly serving his 5-second penalty on account of the rear jack touching but not lifting his car while the penalty was being served, which, according to precedent, said the FIA, constituted working on the car, which is obviously not allowed while a penalty is being served. This, of course, caused me to release a statement as I had gone three for three on my bona fide race predictions up until Alonzo's podium was stolen from him. My statement read as follows. A statement from J-Bone. It's come to my attention that the FIA and their corrupt stewards are attempting to steal my accomplishment of going three for three on my Saudi Arabian Grand Prix bona fide race predictions, which were as follows. One, Checo to win the race. Two, Alonzo to podium, three, 
Magnussen to finish in the points. Fernando Alonso did, in fact, podium, evidenced by the fact that I just watched him stand on the podium, and any claim otherwise by the FIA or anyone else is patently false and offensive to me, Alonso, and the Aston Martin team. I will be joining Aston Martin in protesting this decision, even though Alonso did stand on the podium, so I was technically correct and still went three for three. Updates to come, j And an update did come not too long after I sent out this press release to the world, not coincidentally, if you ask me. Because Aston Martin and J-Bone appealed this decision and explained to the FIA that there actually was zero precedent for the rear jack touching the car, counting as working on the car, but there was precedent for the front jack touching the car not counting as working on the car, which obviously gave Aston Martin and J-Bone a great argument for the rear jack touching also not counting as working on the car, and not long after, news began to slowly trickle out into the F1 media world that after a successful appeal from Aston Martin and J-Bone, Fernando Alonso's P3 podium position was reinstated and all was right in the world once more. And with all that being said, it's time, folks, for the moment that you've all been waiting for since the checkered flag was waved in Jeddah. I, J-Bone, got all three of my Saudi Arabian Grand Prix bona fide race predictions 100% correct, J-Bone! My first race prediction was that Checo Perez would win the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, and ding ding, J-Bone got that one right, J-Bone! People said I was crazy for betting against Max, and I proved all of them wrong. My second race prediction was that Fernando Alonso would podium at the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and ding ding, J-Bone also got that one right, J-Bone. The FIA tried to take this one away from me, but after Aston Martin and J-Bone appealed their awful, awful decision, justice was finally served. My final race prediction was that Kevin Magnussen would finish in the points at the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and ding ding, J-Bone also got that one right to go three for three on my bona fide race predictions. J-Bone, J-Bone, J-Bone. Leave it to a Haas driver to make all my dreams come true. Going three for three is literally perfect and it just could not have happened to a better guy. I literally wrote a Mercedes-style open letter to my fans last week, which you can read for free right now on patreon.com slash formulabone, about how disappointed I was that I only went two for three with my bona fide race predictions in Bahrain and how I needed to do better. And guess what, folks? I did do better by being absolutely perfect. J-Bone. Box for ad read, J-Bone. Box for Real quick, I'd like to present to you the Formula Bone Support Pyramid. At the top, you can like my videos, comment, and subscribe so that the algorithms that run the world show my content to more people. Next, you can join over 1,000 members of the Bone Brigade in the Formula Bone Discord server and become an active member of my awesome community of F1 fans. Next, you can check out the Formula Bone shop and buy some of my awesome J-Bone designed merch so you can rep and 
support Formula Bone at the same time. And finally, the biggest way that you can support Formula Bone is by joining the Formula Bone Patreon, where just $5 per month gets you two additional videos per month, access to my weekly F1 column where I put out hot takes every single week. You get 10% off all Formula Bone merch once you're a patron and so much more. Links for all of that are in the description. Love the pyramid. Worship the pyramid. j Next up, in my Saudi Arabian Grand Prix view, I gave you five storylines to follow for the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Let's see how those shaped up. The first storyline to follow was, is Toto Wolff a liar? Liar. Pants on fire. Mercedes team principal Toto Wolff predicted the Mercedes car to perform better in Saudi Arabia than it did in Bahrain because he believed the Jetta Corniche circuit being front limited, aka harder on front tires, rather than rear limited, aka harder on rear tires like the Bahrain International Circuit, would play to their car's strengths. And I'm going to come out and say that Toto Wolff is not a liar because his drivers passed the signs test in Saudi Arabia. Let me explain. In Bahrain, Carlos Sainz beat both Hamilton and Russell. And in Saudi Arabia, both Hamilton and Russell beat Sainz. So signs test equals past and Toto equals truth telling guy. And adding on here, your second storyline to follow was what the heck is up with Mercedes bizarre apology letter to their fans. And I still don't know what was up with it, but they're clearly not done being sorry to their fans just yet. Your third storyline to follow was, is Red Bull about to run away with this F1 season? And folks, here's the deal. The 2023 Formula One season is not over yet. After back-to-back Red Bull 1-2 finishes to start the season, it does feel like they are going to run away with the 2023 F1 Drivers and Constructors Championships, but all hope is not lost. First, the Red Bull cars, while extremely fast, are far from perfect and have been suffering reliability issues thus far this season that could linger and wreak enough havoc to where Fernando Alonso scoring consistent podiums could see him prevail in the end. Second, there's clearly some intra-team drama at Red Bull between Max and Checo that could cause them to start fighting each other and potentially even ruining each other's races, which would massively benefit other teams, obviously. And speaking of other teams, third, every other team has the upper hand over Red Bull when it comes to mid-season car development because Red Bull have barely any wind tunnel development time compared to the rest of the field on account of them winning the Constructors' Championship and also suffering that cost cap and penalty, which saw their wind tunnel time reduced. This means that the entire field should only gain on them as the season goes on, which, when paired with my first two points, means this season is not over yet, folks. Your fourth storyline to follow was how will Ferrari respond after a miserable Bahrain Grand Prix? And I'm actually still waiting for their response because following up a P4 DNF performance in Bahrain with a P6, P7 performance in Saudi Arabia surely cannot be Marinello's officially stated response. And your final storyline to follow was, will we see the order shaken up at the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix? And unfortunately, the order was not shaken up that much at all in Saudi Arabia. Aside from Kevin Magnuson willing his Haas into the points and eliciting a Yuki scream in the process, 
and the McLarens having another absolute stinker, this was easily the least shaken up Saudi Arabian Grand Prix finishing order yet. Williams remain the only team to never score a point in Jeddah, despite Logan Sargent's best efforts. More on that shortly. Next up, it's time to respond to some Saudi Arabian Grand Prix-themed voicemails left on the Bone Phone. If you want your voicemail featured on the Bone Phone, simply call 1-833-200-0966 and leave a message or head to the Formula Bone Discord and submit a voice memo in the Bone Phone submissions channel. A Discord invite link is in the description of this episode. You should join even if you don't plan on submitting a call because my Discord is tight and has over a thousand plus F1 fans who can become your friends. Here's the first call. J-Bone! This is Carl calling from New Hampshire. So with Gene Haas, uh, violating a bunch of ITAR regulations by selling uh, CNC equipment to the Russians. Do you think this is now Andretti's uh, shot to be able to get an F1 team by buying uh, his F1 team? What are your thoughts on that? Love the podcast. J-Bone. Thank you for this call because we need to talk about this. Is this the end of Haas Formula One team? Haas team owner Gene Haas, better known as that guy that Haas team principal Gunter Steiner is always on the phone with in Drive to Survive, also owns Haas Automation, who have been accused of selling machining parts to Russian defense contractors despite U.S. sanctions imposed after the start of the war in Ukraine that explicitly banned doing this. Haas denies these claims and the U.S. government have not responded to them yet, but if they do decide to crack down on Gene Haas, who does obviously have known ties to Russia through his Formula One team's former Russian sponsor, Uralkali, and former Russian driver, Nikita Mazaligark, it could very well lead to Gene Haas being forced to sell the team. And if he is forced to sell the team, it would only make sense for Andretti Autosport, who already are trying to get into Formula One, to step in and keep the only American F1 team here in America. I will be monitoring this situation and will let you guys know of any updates. Next call. J-Bone! It's Luke Rice from Ohio. My question for you is, when do you think Logan Sargent will get at least P10? Logan! J-Bone! Have a good one. See you later. First and foremost, I must point out that Formula One's governing body, the FIA, is clearly anti-American. That's the only excuse I can think of for them deleting Logan Sargent's Q1 lap time in Saudi Arabia that would have gotten him into Q2 and could have possibly helped propel him into the points for the first time in his career. And I refuse to believe that Logan exceeded track limits, even if you show me rock solid evidence to the contrary. I mean, one needs just look at how few super license points the FIA gives to IndyCar drivers compared to F2 and F3 drivers, and that tells you all you need to know about the FIA hating the USA. Sad. Second, I think Logan Sargent will score his first points finish in Formula One at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku, as that circuit involves a lot of time spent driving flat out, which should definitely suit the speedy Williams car. 
Subscribe now so that I can see you back here for my Australian Grand Preview, where I will give you everything that you need to know before you watch the Australian Grand Prix, including my bona fide race predictions that are sure to go three for three yet again. And if you enjoyed this content and want more right now and all F1 season long, just $5 a month on patreon.com slash formulabone gets you two additional Patreon exclusive videos per month, access to my weekly written F1 column where I put my most wild and unfiltered takes and more. And most importantly, your support on Patreon helps make it so that I can keep making Formula One content full time. So go check out patreon.com slash formulabone now for even more F1 content. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters, Colkey and at Rated Bookie. Until next time, folks, J-Bone! J-Bone!